sit down, think about what success really means to you and what your dream life looks like, and then build your goals around that. It shouldn't be the other way around, like setting up goals and then working on your vision. So it should be the vision first because it's easier for you to anchor back to your vision if you're getting lost along the process. What is it, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. Hello, Scale on Socials fam. I'm so freaking excited because today is our third live case study and I have Hazel. She is a kick-ass website designer for beauty brand. She has been killing it in the past few months. But you know what? When we talked about like killing it, we often forget, okay, she's doing amazing now. But what did she do a few months, a few years ago? I have prepared very special questions that will dig deep into Hazel's journey. Welcome to today's live session, Hazel. I want you to introduce yourself to us. Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Hi, I am Hazel and I am a website designer for beauty business and creative service business. But I've been freelancing since late 2019 but like i officially started doing it full time around april 2020 Mm -hmm. and then prior to being a website designer i was actually a social media manager and i started this whole freelancing journey by enrolling in a 1000 peso course freelancing course just for me to get an idea like what are the type of services that i can do because i'm totally clueless but i know there's potential and then when I saw in the list that there is social media management, I took another course specifically for social media management. And then back then, like the way to get clients through platforms like online jobs, Upwork. So that's mm. what I did. And I got my very first client in September, like a month after I joined the course, the program. And it was a fashion brand. I got the client from online job onlinejobs.ph and then I was getting paid like 15,000 for like one month worth of work but I was only doing it every weekend because I was still fully employed back then and that's when I got the idea that if I can earn 15,000 which is half of my salary back then when I was an employee I mean if I can earn this much for only doing it during weekends so how much more when I do it full-time so then I remember like early 2020 or December, actually, December 2019, like I'm already sold to the idea that I'll do this full time. Luckily, I'm not someone with like huge responsibility that I have to make sure that I have consistent flow of money. So it's easy for me to like let go of my my job. And even before, I was never a career woman. Like it's not my dream to climb the corporate ladder. 
I think I pursued freelancing because I felt like I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to earn more, but not through promotion in the BPO industry. I was a call center agent for like around eight years. So that's when December, like I'm already sold to the idea that, okay, I'm going to do this full time. Early 2020, I told my boss, I was a trainer back then. I told my boss that I'm leaving and I'm doing this, but I was let go like first week of April because I had to do transitions. We have to train the next trainer. And then I was excited because I'll finally have my freedom. Like I'm not going to have a boss. I'm going to have a schedule. I can do whatever I want. But that's when Philippines and other countries started to lock down. And then for mm. the whole two years, 2020, 2021 to 2022, like I'm just focused on freelancing. So mm. that's my story. That's one hell of a journey. And I want to dig deep into very important things that you've gone through. You mentioned that you were a social media manager before and you obviously went through different things. How did that shift happen that made you thought, you know what, this is not actually for me? Because if I take a look at your profile now, if I take a look at the clients that you've served, I would think that you are definitely someone who has always known that she's going to be a website designer. It's like, you know your craft. You love your craft. We didn't know that you went through a ton of things prior. So when did you know that, you know, this is not the thing for me? How did you pivot to get to what you're doing today? So when I was doing my social media work, it was just management, not really marketing. So part of the task is to design graphics, right? And that's how I discovered my love and my skills in designing. And then I was a social media manager and I really like branding myself. I remember I had several business name chains. I was Slay It Social before and then I forgot other names that I made. I was a social media manager and then I created my own website on WordPress. That's the very first website that I created. And it felt great. Like I saw it's really good. Like for someone who did it first time, like I'm really proud of what I did. So that's when I thought maybe I can give this a try since I'm enjoying instant gratification in terms of, you know, client or client results because I can see instantly the result. So that's when I started offering website design and I'm offering it alongside social media. I forgot the timeline, but after I included it in my offer, I wasn't really getting website clients, but I did have retainer SMM clients before. So, you know, I just continued selling it. And then eventually, so to cut the story short, November 2020 was when I officially launched web design service without social media anymore. That's how I shifted. And then I just posted online like, hey, so we'll be changing. I, I forgot, but I think it's a long post explaining <laughs> and sharing the changes, how I came with this decision. So yeah, I just changed my offer and then announced it on social media. I love that. And I love that you mentioned earlier that you actually already had a very clear vision from before that, you know, I don't want to cor- climb the corporate ladder. I want to be able to earn at the same time travel because that vision is so important, especially when you're making decisions. But when you did transition into saying, I'm going to do this full time. And even when you transition from social media into website design officially, that comes with a lot of uncertainty and fear. And even when we're doing things right now, I would be very honest that 
none of us is exempted from facing uncertainty, fear. Sometimes we're nervous when we're doing mm-hmm. something different. We just get better at navigating it. So my question to you is, whenever you feel uncertain and there's recognized fear in the process of, is this going to work? What is going to happen? How am I going to make this bigger than it is right now? What kind of person are you? How do you handle fear and uncertainty? I think there are two ways. So I find ways to be confident. I don't wait for things to happen for me to be confident. And the other one is I look up to, for example, website designers who have done it and use them as inspiration that if they can do it, then of course I can do it as well. Like I have the skills, I have the reason to do this and I can do it. So I think that's how I battled uncertainties throughout the freelancing journey. Are there practices that you do on the daily? Are there things in place? Say, for example, for me, one of the things that's so important for me day to day is to listen to some people do affirmations. For me, I honestly just watch YouTube videos of people that I look up to. And I'm like, damn, like you, I expand myself by exposing myself to the possibility. Like this is possible for her. I was just watching someone making a million a month today. And I'm like, if you're exposed to that, then you understand that the world is bigger. So what practices do you have in place? How do you keep yourself in high energy? Honestly, when I started out, like I thought as long as I had the skills and determination, I can do it. When I started, I wasn't like really familiar with this affirmation things, with watching motivational videos, working out, you know, things that you do first thing in the morning. So I don't have that routine when I started out. And then recently, I think it was just last year when I started practicing it. So what I do, though not consistent because I'm trying to be an early bird, but the night owl in me kicks in almost every time. Sometimes what I do in the morning is I listen. So I have, oh my God, I forgot. It's a podcast, Big Life Devotional. It's led by, oh my God, I forgot the details. I forgot her name, but I've been listening to her podcast for so long now it's not specifically about business it's more like about spiritual and women's spiritual women and life so that's what it's about and it encourages me through you know words of god and that's what i do every morning and then i take note of some keywords or phrases that stuck with me and then sometimes i'll go back to it if i want to do something i rewrite it somewhere and then just remember that these words can actually i can actually use it to like motivate myself or you know remember that i'm meant for a big life you know things like that thank you so much for sharing that we definitely have different things that work for us and i am not a morning person <laughs> like you i also did try but honestly all of these things that are being taught online if i might just share my own thoughts is it does not have to apply to all of us. Like they say Mm -hmm. the morning routine of a millionaire or you have to be doing these affirmations and all of this. So I just want our audience to hear it from us as well that there is beauty in honoring what works for you. And sometimes what works for us takes time in getting to know. So we let ourselves flow into Mm -hmm. understanding how are we best conditioned? When do you feel great? So say, for example, just one of my friends were like, she was very stressed. And then she started doing walks in the middle of the day. Like she would go out in the middle of working and then just taking a 20 minute walk that worked for her. Like we didn't know that. So you guys listening to this, yours could be something different and that's totally fine too. 
I'm going to move on into this question because this is important. Hayes, if you were to pinpoint, I would say one to two of the biggest challenges you faced, it doesn't have to be like crazy or critical, but if you could just take a look back at last two to three years, what were the big challenges you think you faced along the way? I think it's the biggest challenge has always been getting consistent leads and getting quality clients, like really our dream clients. So that's one. And the other one is managing my finances. So even before freelancing, I've never been really good with saving, tracking, budgeting, and all that. So that's been my challenge for the last two years. Yeah. They didn't teach that in school. <laughs> I'm just thinking yes. about that. We spent more than 10 years in school yeah. and nobody taught us about this thing. I struggled. We all struggle <laughs> when we're not taught about it. I just want to share. There was a time when I hit a very particular moment in business where I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, I'm making money. I actually I obviously know how to make money, but why is there nothing mm. left in my account? Like, I was questioning yeah, myself. Like, Damn, am I, am I not a good person? Like, what is wrong? I don't deserve this. And honestly, it's just the practices that we've been accustomed to that we have to unlearn. So we learn better ways, just like anything in life. We get to learn new beliefs and new practices. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step by step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, help me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. I want to refer back to those two challenges because our listeners are going to find this useful. One, getting leads and better quality clients you are obviously at a stage now, bless you and all the work that you have done where you're enjoying fruits of your labor. You're getting to connect with amazing people, business owners who are working with you and your services. How did we address that? What were the important things that you can credit the success to? What did you do to finally start to have better quality clients and have leads lining up? OBS is part of this move that I did last year. So. I took control of things that I can control because mm. for the longest time I've been doing attraction marketing because I've been exposed to teachings like cold pitching is not good. Like it feels icky. I didn't do it that time. So I'm just doing attraction marketing. Like I'm trying to do it and waiting, but it's been a long waiting game. And the problem with that is they're not coming. Mm. <laughs> I'm just waiting. No one's coming. That's why I had... There were months I'm booked and busy. There were dry months and then I'm booked and busy and then dry months again. So it's like, you know, my my finances as well is up and down. And then last year, I decided to take control things that I can control. I learned this from you. And one of it is actually reaching out to clients. At first, mm -hmm. when you don't get responses, like out of 20 people that you message, you won't get responses. At, at first, like, it felt bad, like, What's wrong? Is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Is, is my offer not good enough? But I just realized, you know, sometimes I receive messages as well and then I don't respond because I don't need it. I don't need whatever they're offering. But then as time goes by, it doesn't feel personal anymore. Like, okay, if they respond, that's great. I'm happy to chat with them. If they book, then I'm grateful. I did it. I reached out to them. 
So that's one. And then the other one is I showed up on ways that I can be consistent at. Like currently, to be honest, I cannot consistently post on my feed, but I do make sure that I have stories like I still share behind the scenes so that whenever I reach out to potential clients, because usually what you'll do if you're interested is you'll stock the page, you'll you know see what's going on. So that's why I make sure there's always stories on my Instagram account. And even during the times that I didn't have client, I still try to find ways to be confident. So I do whatever, like I do passion projects and then I will proudly share it on my stories. And then eventually, like right now, the stories that I've been posting are no longer passion projects, but are real projects for dream clients. So that's what I did with the number one issue, which is getting leads and then quality clients. The second thing that I did is I improved my client experience beyond screen. Because I've been like a system geek. I want to make sure that everything's organized, everything's branded. So my questionnaires, my forms, my contracts, they're all branded. But I want to take that experience because I want it to be really like premium experience, not just because I say it's premium, but I want the client to feel that it's a premium client experience. So I want to take it beyond screen. So late last year, I also started sending gifts to my clients. I found um, a company in the US that creates curated box free. So they're usually champagnes, wine, popcorn, chocolates, and they're packaged really nice. So it's really premium. So yeah, that's one. I improved my client experience beyond screen. And then about the money thing, about the finances thing, I invested in a one-on-one coach. Um, She's a life and money coach. And then I'm so happy that I did invest. It was both time that I invested in OBS as well. And during that time, so let me just share. I was actually negative on my finances. I didn't have clients booked in advance. And yeah, I I don't have leads. I don't have money. So that's when I decided that I need to do something different. I've seen OBS already like earlier last year. So I already have ideas about you, about sales, about that you offer sales and marketing program. So during that time, it was quarter three of last year. I decided, okay, mm-hmm. this last money that I have or this last credit limit that I have, I was I used my credit card. I'm going to invest it to OBS because previously I've invested in like huge courses before for, from international coaches as well, but they're more focused on skills. But then I realized I already have the skills. So maybe I should stop upskilling and focus on something that I know will move the needle. So that's when, okay, so what's wrong? And then I realized it's sales and marketing. That's what the issue is. So then I decided, okay, I have to do something different. And then I invested in OBS. And then I invested in a money coach to finally address the major issues that I'm experiencing during that time. And I'm actually really glad that I did because with sales and marketing, I was able to get leads, you know, improve my clientele, the quality of the clients that I get. And then with the money coach, I was able to manage the income that I'm getting from these projects. So I started 2023 really great because of what happened to me just quarter three of last year's so I was really down and then suddenly I'm up here in the middle and then now I'm here wherever I am right now I don't even know how to react to that because like that's just so freaking amazing and this just goes to show that 
when you take action and also when you're very much aware of what you're about to do, you make a decision and that decision changes a lot of things. I want to circle back to what you mentioned to me earlier that one of the things that resonated with you is the idea of planting seeds and planting seeds. And then there will come a time that you will harvest. I learned that from one of my my very first paid coach, actually. And I can feel like you have been planting so, so many things. And even until now, we are all planting seeds every single day. And this mindset takes you so far because you've invested something that, you know, was your last, the last money in your vault and that paid off because I honestly believe it comes from a place of you understanding the potential and possibility for you. That's why you're willing to take a risk for yourself because you believe that there's something better out there. And I think this is the power of taking the leap and understanding that it's going to be a long game, but it's going to be worth it because only we can make the decisions for ourselves. And also in respect of the time, because you mentioned you saw me before, you had an idea, but you weren't ready. And when you were ready, you signed up. In my perspective, as the owner of a program like this, I also feel like all the content that I put out prior to signing you, let's say, for example, you're one of my clients was also in a mindset of I've been planting seeds. Every single Mm -hmm. Instagram story, every course update, everything that we do is done in the mindset of I'm planting seeds and there will come a time when you're going to be harvesting that. And then you keep planting and harvesting. And this is where a lot of abundance comes from. We actually are already in a very abundant place. We just have to recognize it and be in it in the right mindset. Hazel, I'm down to my last few questions, but thank you so much for answering all of this. I want to know, are there particular decisions that you have made? Maybe one, two decisions that you think have been a game changer for you. You already mentioned like joining this program and hiring the money coach. Were there other decisions that you think contributed to where you are right now? Yes, there is. So when I started freelancing, I was going with the flow. Like their dream, their goal is to get six-figure income monthly. So I thought, oh, that's cool. Okay, I want to get six-figure income as well. That's my goal. But then I easily get lost in the journey because I'm holding on to the goal of six-figure income, which isn't initially what my goal is so maybe money money definitely money is part of the goal but not exactly what others are aiming so when i learned to sit down and really think about what success means for me and what my dream life looks like that's when i started creating goals around that so i have my vision and then i started creating goals around that because prior to learning this technique my goal actually was just to go solo, price higher, get less clients. But then when I realized that, okay, this is my dream life. And then these are the things that I have to do to be able to have that dream life. I realized it won't be sustainable if I do it on my own. I realized I cannot do it myself. So that's when I started shifting into, okay, maybe I have to create a team first. And then Mm -hmm. maybe eventually we're going to be an agency. But my goal right now is to build a great team first and create really amazing clientele. I love that because we have different versions of success. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely important that you know what yours look like, which leads me to my next question because some people's success is being in the corporate and there's nothing wrong with that. 
some of our success to me success looks like being there at all important times in my life and the people that are important to me that's success to me when I don't have to take a leave that's just one of the key things for me and some other people have a different version of success I want to know what is yours like what does success look like to you particularly on the balancing side because I know that so many of us get into this place of I have to choose between serving my clients versus going away. And I know that you guys have spent a good amount of days. In, you just got back from Hong Kong. And I know there's a ton of more great travels in store for you. But you're shaping this based on a vision of freedom. What does balance and success look like for you? I guess for me, success means definitely freedom. Though as cliche as it may sound, it is really freedom. Financial freedom, time freedom, location freedom. While also, you know, Forward Fem is my bread and butter. So definitely it should still run even if I'm not there, even if I'm elsewhere. So I think success means, or my vision for Forward Fem for my business right now is to be just, you know, the creative director. And then I have people working for me, but also I want to make sure that I know their version of success as well, like the freedom Mm -hmm. that they want. Because I I don't want to be like someone who is aiming for freedom and then I'm slaving my my team members yeah yeah so I I want to have that balance as well and in terms of like my dream life actually it's still freedom to like go somewhere without worrying about money without worrying about next month they say money can buy happiness but it actually can for most of us it can I actually have a dream of having a lot of businesses a lot of investments like i want to have my own beauty studio i want to have a restaurant that can offer like feeding program to homeless and then straight cats and dogs because i have cats and i love cats and i feel bad when i see pets or dogs or cats that are just on the street so they are actually mm-hmm. part of my dream life like i want to be able I love to that. I want to be able to be an instrument. Like, it sounds like beauty queen, <laughs> like advocacy, <laughs> but, that's, <laughs> but that's really the reality. So apart from me and my family being, you know, well-off, doing comfortably, living comfortably, doing whatever we want, going wherever we want, I also want to be an instrument to those people and animals. And, you know, so that's my dream life, like being able to enjoy while also helping other people and animals. <laughs> that's my advocacy. That's so beautiful. <laughs> that that's so freaking beautiful. You are you're multi-passionate. There's like we can be unapologetic about it. It's also women's day today, and we're freaking amazing. Yes. I wanted to ask this question just very briefly. Let's say you are that version of you, and this goes for you guys listening to this in the podcast. Let's say you are at that stage where, you know, you have a restaurant, you're feeding a thousand cats and you're in your dream world. Your business is making money. You're paying people and they're happy to work with you because they have freedom. You have freedom. You're doing amazing things. Business is good. Take me through a normal day in the life of that future, Hazel. In my life, I'm already a morning person. (laughs) I'm working on it. So first thing I do is not check my phone and eat breakfast, shower, and then check up on my projects, my forward fem clients for like two to three hours. And then after that, I'm free to do whatever I want. Like maybe I'm in my beauty studio. Maybe I'm in my restaurant. Maybe I'm playing with my cats. I don't want to be someone successful, but is also very 
that has very limited time to mm. actually enjoy the fruit of labor. Because the reason why I'm working so hard right now is so that I can enjoy my life. I can enjoy my money. I can enjoy my youth. I want to be successful while still enjoying my life. I I'm so excited because I just know that that is around the corner. We are working on that now. <laughs> and when that time comes, you'd be like, I am so thankful for that previous version of me who have done all the work to get here now. And that version of us is us now. And I would love to always emphasize on the grace and forgiveness that we always have to give ourselves on a day-to-day basis as we become the kind of person that we want because it's so easy to get frustrated and be hard on ourselves in the process. So the grace and forgiveness and the love towards the self is so, so important. And there has to be no regrets. We will reach a point where all of this is all going to make sense and we'll be harvesting. We, We already are, but there will be more. So my last question is, Hayes, you've been in a place where you've dreamt but not all these things are in reality yet a lot of things was just in your head it was a vision it was not in reality and there are people listening to this right now who might be in that space they want something big they want space time freedom money but they're just not there yet but they're gonna create it what could you say to them like what advice would you give your younger self yourself just three years ago and the people listening to us now who are in this space I think the first thing that I want to tell my old self and you know other people is to sit down, think about what success really means to you and what your dream life looks like, and then build your goals around that. It shouldn't be the other way around, like setting up goals and then working on your vision. So it should be the vision first because it's easier for you to anchor back to your vision if you're getting lost along the process. So that's number one. Second, do not hoard courses. Instead, I would Take recommend... Note, that's a very I, specific advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so instead of hoarding courses, I would recommend to invest in high-touch group programs or one-on-one coaching because it really makes a difference when there is an expert guiding you instead of doing it self-paced. And most of the time, like if you're a full-time freelancer, like you don't have strict schedule, sometimes you'll procrastinate because it's self-paced. No one's going to check mm-hmm. up on me. No one's going to know I didn't do it. So it's still better to invest in high-touch coaching or one-on-one coaching. The third one is we shine at our own time. So for me, like it took me more than two years to get to where I am now. There were highs and lows, breakthroughs and breakdowns throughout the journey. But I believe that whatever we're experiencing right now is part of the preparation for the big life that we're meant to live. I'm a firm believer of we're meant for a big life. So yeah, just remember that whatever you're going through right now is part of the preparation. Like what you always say, we're in the face of planting seeds. And then you won't know, like there's no definite timeline. Like after a month, you're going to reap the fruit. So there's no timeline. You just have to remember that whenever you do something, eventually you will harvest the fruits of your labor. So that's it. Just find ways to be confident. Because I think I also got here because of confidence in grit. So don't wait for something to happen to be confident. Because in my case, I get confidence from my experience. But what if I'm a newbie? I don't have experience yet. So how would you be confident? So find ways to be confident. And then just show up however you feel like showing up. I love that. Wow, that was beautiful. (laughs) 
I was taking note because I want to point this out. There is unique advice and words of wisdom from each one. And from Hazel, it is one, understand what your version of success is. That's right. Do not hoard courses. Do not hoard courses. <laughs> it's not a, the answer is not always in the course. Maybe it's in the execution. Yes. <laughs> I just want to emphasize that because I was in that space too. I'm like, always feeling like something is missing if I'm not going to buy that course until I just started yeah. following people because I feel like I'm going to get to buy every course that I come across, you know? like Especially if there's a sale. Yeah, people are good at marketing. What can yes. I do? <laughs> there's no timeline. We solve the pressure of having a timeline. We all have our own timelines. And confidence is not by waiting, but by experiencing. Passion projects, mm-hmm. there is a way to get confidence. Yeah. Put it in first-hand experience, get on the ground, do the work. And this experience is what's going to make confidence in us. You guys, I want to thank you for tuning in today. But most of all, I want to thank you, Hazel, for letting us into your world, for the story, the journey, and for being so honest. Me as a coach, I am just a little speck, a part of your big journey. I know you're going to be amazing. You're going to take off. There's so many people you're going to help. So thank you for taking the time to be with me in this live today. As a final thing, tell us where can people find you? Although people, I'm going to attach the link to her Instagram and all the whatabouts for Hazel in the show notes of this podcast. But Hazel, tell us where can people find you, how to best speak with you? So I'm always active on Instagram. So just follow me. It's Forward Pen Studio. I'm there. You can message me. You can tell me whatever you want. You can ask me questions. And if ever you reach out and I don't respond, and by the way, don't feel bad. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> I'm just doing something else. So yeah, Instagram, that's my main platform. Where can they find more of your work? It's on Instagram, right? You have a website yeah. you want people to check out. Because before you were my client, when I first saw your profile, I'm like, this girl is, she knows her thing. So I want people to see that too. Where do they see most of your work? I have a website. It's www.forwardfem.com. So I'm still yet to update my portfolio, but you can see all about Forward Fem there. I love it. Thank you, Hazel. And thanks to everyone Thank you for too. joining us. Big love. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team, and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at makeithappen that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T happen and send me a DM with the word O-B-S. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.